to go to the call center. And thank you for helping KPFK to move the conversation forward. We rely on you to maintain our independent voice on air for over 61 years. Thanks for listening. Thank you for pledging. This is KPFK 90.7 FM, Los Angeles. From the icy cold curves of Angeles Crest Highway to the sunny shores of PCH, this is The Car Show with lots of free music broadcasting every Saturday on 90.7 KPFK FM Los Angeles for the last 51 years. I am your humble host, Mark Vaughn from AutoWeek.com. Perhaps you're familiar with my work. I am joined this week and every week by my favorite co-hosts in the world, Michelle Spencer, our Orange County Bureau Chief, a radio veteran, a practicing attorney, and an owner of not one but two Mazdas. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you, Mark. Great to be here to talk cars again with you and Ricardo. And our good friend and an actual race car driver, a motorcyclist, and another automotive journalism veteran who broadcasts in both English and Spanish, Spanish host of Garage Latino on Believe Network, uh, 20th year, current president of the Hispanic Motor Press Association, Ricardo Rodriguez Long. Welcome, Ricardo. Un placer nuevamente de estar con ustedes, mis amigos y amigas. Really, I really enjoy sharing the time with you. And we've got so many things to talk about today. We do have a lot of things to talk about. And uh, we also, this is your opportunity, dear listeners, to help support KPFK. This is the last show in our current pledge drive. It's the last time you'll hear me beg, plead, and weasel money out of you. This is what we need some support from you, our dear friends, our loyal listeners, those of you who enjoy the show every week and have enjoyed the show every week for free for 51 years. We are asking you to please step up to the plate and donate something, anything. I know maybe times are tough at home. Maybe times are great at home. In either case, send us some money, won't you? You can call. You ask, how can this happen? How can I make this donation? It's simple. Two, actually three simple ways to do it. First one is to call 818-985-5735. That's uh, 818-985-KPFK. And uh, make a donation. Operators are standing by right now, ready to lift the phone off the cradle and take your generous donation. You can also, if you don't want to talk to anybody, and who does, you can go to kpfk.org to make a donation there. kpfk.org. And you're saying, surely there must be another way to do it. And I say, stop calling me Shirley. Call me Michelle. Michelle, tell us how you can get a third way to donate. Yeah. If you go to kpfk.org and you click on support KPFK in the upper left on the screen, you'll see a drop-down menu and it will include donate a vehicle. So the third way to help out KPFK is to offload a vehicle that you no longer need, that's sitting around. Maybe you don't want to work on it anymore. Maybe it's just given up or you've given up. So you can give it to kpfk.org. That's right. I'm thinking of giving away that Lancia that's sitting out in my garage right now. Maybe you have something sitting in your garage Whatever you have, it's probably worth something, and that something could go to a good cause, and that good cause is KPFK. So please help support this station. It's not just our show, but if you call this hour, we get the credit for it. And when they're going down the list, you know, they see us on there at uh, wherever we are. It's all up to you whether uh, this uh, show stays on that list, stays on the air. We thank you who have donated, and we ask you have not to please call kpfk at 818-985-5735 or 818-985-kpfk or simply go to kpfk.org click on the donate button or even donate your car so we thank you in advance for 
the big donations we know you're going to make. Uh, let's get right to it, shall we? We got a couple of calendar items, and we're going to start off this week is the opening week for the NHRA Motorsports Museum Twilight Cruise Night. That is held the first Wednesday of the month, and this first Wednesday of the month is March 6th. And the one after that is April 3rd. Now, for you long-term planners, it won't be held in May because of the L.A. County Fair, which takes place also at that fine facility. But then it goes on June uh, June 5th, July 3rd, et cetera, et cetera. That's at the NHRA Motorsports Museum Twilight Cruise. It's at 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's always a good time. If you like hot rods, customs, muscle cars, all kinds of really cool things out there. That's the first Wednesday of the month, which will be March 6th this month, is at 1101 West McKinley Avenue, spelled just like the president, Pomona, 4 to 7 p.m. Just uh, exit the 10 freeway at the Signs of Safe Airplex. And you can't miss it. Ricardo has something to add. Yeah, I just wanted to, do you know if the museum is open until 7 p.m. Mm. on cruise nights? Good that, that would make logical sense, wouldn't it? I, I don't have that exact information, but you got to think it would be open. Uh, we'll have that for you next month. Because it's a wonderful museum. It's a great museum. I was just out there uh, for the opening of the Roadster Show and got to walk through there and show my colleague, uh, my Auto Week colleague, Emmett White, who is out from Brooklyn. And uh, it seems like he's about 11 years old. But anybody who's not as old as me, I think, is maybe 11 years old. And he was very impressed with it all. You see the entire history, the progression of drag racing in America. And uh, it's pretty neat to see. Just the helmet exhibit. Man, those guys didn't have a lot of protection back in the old days. But that's not the only thing. We got some more highbrow stuff. Michelle, tell mm -hmm. us what we got going up the coast in the uh -huh. big, in the boo. Daboo. <laughs> There's a new Cars and Coffee in Malibu. Yay. I mentioned it last week, but I'm mentioning it again because the first one is tomorrow, March 3rd, Sunday morning, starting at 8 a.m., ending at 10. Get yourself down to Gladstones. That's where sunset ends at PCH. And you can show your car for free. You don't even have to uh, pay anything to show. Just go and register whatever you're going to be showing at their website. And this is put on by a group called Malibu Autobahn. The website is MalibuAutobahn.com. They're going to have Minotti's Coffee available on site and Gladstone's Food. And if this works out and people behave properly and don't make uh, fools out of themselves and attract the attention of the county sheriffs, then this will continue the first Sunday of every month going forward. Also, I just wanted to mention this same group has a, a, a midnight run coming up. I don't recall the date, but I know it's in the next couple of weeks. So you might want to check that website, the MalibuAutobahn.com, because I have participated in those events. And the reason I know is because I just got reinvited to one of these midnight runs. And there's a lot of fun. They go from one place to another. A lot of interesting cars, all obeying traffic laws. But regardless, there's a lot of nice exotics and sports cars and all that. So uh, something else to, to take into to keep in mind. And a little farther down the coast, Michelle is our Orange County Bureau Chief <laughs> operating out of uh, the car show tower down there, high atop the tower. And what, what do we have coming up down in the OC, Michelle? Yes. Uh, so the Seagostrom Shelby Event Center down here in Irvine is right off the 5 Freeway, and they're hosting another Cars and Coffee. Their last one was rained out in February. So March 3rd, tomorrow at 730 it's going to take place. This is a, a Shelby event center, but all cars are welcome. Now and it's 7.30 a.m. 7.30 yes. to 9.30 a.m., right. That's correct. Don't, it's a don't show up in the p.m. Ricardo, what do you think? <laughs> and I think if I, I am pretty sure that a block away, uh, there will also be having some coffee and donuts. That's the place where they have all the cobras. And I'm trying to think uh, the name. Oh, yeah, Lance uh, Standards. Uh, cobra sales outfit <laughs> it's, yes. it's just one block away and most of the time they sort of match the date so both doors are open and you can browse and maybe who knows maybe you walk away with a brand new cobra sort of i've <laughs> i've driven i've been lucky enough to drive pretty much everything lance standard sells there uh, from cobras to the gt40s to uh there was a corvette grand sport and they are every bit as uh ground pounding thunderous crazy as you would think they were so uh, if you've got and a I couple think, hundred grand. 
they also have the Caterham, if I recall. Yeah, they 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 sell Caterhams too, and uh, golly, uh, just it's a you that showroom is usually just packed with cars, and it's a uh, it's like you died and went to heaven if you like uh, the brutal American muscle. Michelle, what do you think? Hillbanks. Hillbank Motors. That's yeah, right. And uh, Lance would always say, because uh, his dad started a dealership from his, in his native South Africa, and uh, he's, uh, that dealership that his dad started was called Hillbank. And he says, you know, people came up with all kinds of reasons why it was called Hillbank. And all it was was there was a hill nearby and there was a bank nearby, and so he called it Hillbank. So Nice. Anyway, great <laughs> Ad- insight. Adra- <laughs> that is interesting. A little tidbit there. Things you need to know. <laughs> a little uh, tid, yes. The, the there's, address. There's, yes, is five on. the address for this cars and coffee on Sunday morning is five Watney W H A T N E Y in Irvine off the Bake Parkway exit at the five freeway. Now, that is also, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that the headquarters of uh Celine for a while? And then before that, wasn't that the I think after after Celine, it was the um uh the, the Mercedes Classic Center. And oh, now it's yeah. the Segerstrom uh, Shelby Event Center. It's a it's a storied location, is what right. we're saying. It's what we're trying. I to agreed. Say. So uh, Mercedes moved up to Long Beach, and then uh, 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 Celine's out in Corona now, right? Uh, last right. I heard, he was in a Corona right off of the uh, 60 freeway. Yeah. So it is a storied yeah. building, a lot of history there, and it's it's beautiful, uh, wonderful place. Two stories. There's a lot of fun browsing to do while you're there. And if you want to get out and do uh, even more than that, Michelle, we got one more thing happening. Yes, we have opening night. If you want to do some uh, some spectating for racing, go out to Irwindale. The Speedway is open for business starting on March 9th, Saturday night. You get there for gate opening at 4 p.m. And uh, they're going to have an autograph session that day. They don't normally do this, but they're going to do this on next Saturday, March 9th. At 5.45, you'll get uh, autographs with the race car drivers. Um, the racing actually gets underway at 7. If you want to go uh, buy your tickets ahead of time, go to irwindalespeedway.com. It's 20 bucks for adults. Kids age 6 to 12, it's 10 bucks. Kids 5 and under are getting in for free. And you do have to pay for parking, 10 bucks. And I think there's a, a AAA discount, if I'm not mistaken. There, I think there is. Bring your AAA card and see if there's there a discount. There might be. And uh, let us know because I've I mean, gotten the AAA discount when I've been out there. You know, I don't always get press credentials, okay? Sometimes I, I'm i just with the common folk and I've done it. So bring your AAA card and see if you can get in. That is a that is an all-American facility there. It's a half-mile paved oval and it's great racing. Cars roaring around that track and you think, how can anybody pass in that environment? Such a short, straight and then connected by those short uh, curves, uh, but they can do it, and they do it. Uh, it's uh, it's always a lot of good racing action there. Um, and so. what is very impressive is that they get a little bit over 120 miles an hour, which is quite a lot of speed uh, for that for that facility. And I have to say, it is still one of the best race trucks in the West. Definitely, it is. I mean, the, it's very very nice facilities, and we hope uh, they can continue doing what they do. Exactly. It's relatively new, isn't it? It's uh, twenty something years old. Um, I remember I was there on opening night. It was, it was quite nice. It was a cold, windy night. It sounds like the beginning of a great story. Um, <laughs> yes. Did it have fireworks though? Because they're going to have I fireworks on... March ninth. They're going to have fireworks at the end of the racing. Oh, great! So that's always fun, and because you're sitting in the stands and you're looking south, and the fireworks blast up. I think they blast them up from that uh, quarry across this, uh, you know, over on the other side of the fence. So it's a, a great yep. way to watch them. Bring the family, bring the kids, back up the car. Uh, okay, and here's the thing. We're all looking for an excuse to go on a road trip, right? R- Ricardo, yes. what are you thinking? You look like you're about to say something. No, I was just thinking, uh, I was just, I had a, a, a memory time at Irwindale when you mentioned the, <laughs> the fireworks. And like I said, it, I, I've been, just like you, we've been going there since it, since it's open. So I have a lot of memories, a lot of you know, uh, friends and racers that move on to to bigger things. Uh, so it's it's I, I like uh, Irwindale. I, I, if, every time I get a chance, I go. And if you have never been there, hey, you got to do it. 
It's 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 already a part of of Los Angeles. And they keep saying, "Oh, it's it's it might close," ah, and everybody panics, and then it always stays open. So you know, it's the track that cried wolf, maybe. And it's the、uh, home of drift. Don't let's not forget. It's the、oh, house of drift,、yes. and that's that's going to be coming up toward the end of the season. I. I don't want to give a date because I don't know. I don't have that、mm-hmm. in front of me. But、uh, yeah, that is where Formula Drift started in America,、uh, with an invitational event twenty, also twenty something years ago. Whenever the track opened, and it's a fantastic facility for that because there's just so much paved asphalt there, and they、uh, set up a course there and drift, and that is sold out every year. It's uh, uh, probably I think the grandstands hold six thousand five hundred. And then they、mm-hmm. have a couple more grandstands set up, and I think somehow they get ten thousand people in that for、uh, Formula Drift. But that's not until the fall. So、uh, start planning that. You know, get your、uh, Sil one eighty, your two forty SX, whatever you want to drift,、oh, and、uh, your RX eight, <clears throat> your RX eight, and drift that sucker. Okay. Now, as we were saying, you, everybody needs a road trip, right? A road trip is just you just sort of need the the flimsiest of excuses for a road trip, and I have one for you. Right here, the Laguna Seca Cars and Coffee. Now I know that we're broadcasting Southern California, and Laguna Seca is either Central or Northern California, and it's a a bit of a drive. But what a nice drive that is! And here's your excuse to go up there. Laguna Seca's popular Cars and Coffee series is back. They have four dates this coming year for car enthusiasts to mark on their calendars. The very first one is March 16th, so I believe that's a week away, two weeks away. Who's good at math? Uh, so they have two weeks away. Okay, March sixteenth, June eighth, August thirty first, first and December fourteenth. That's for Laguna Seca Cars and Coffee. Now let's say the name right,、uh, Michelle, as our law, as our legal expert. I'm sure she would say that we have to say WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca.、And、yes. <laughs> why not? I mean, WeatherTech does so much to support the stuff that we like, right? They、uh-huh. support car magazines. They support racetracks. They're、uh, they have an entry in the、uh, don't they don't they sponsor? Aren't they the title sponsor of IMSA or something? I should know this, and I don't have it. But anyway, so buy a couple floor mats and then drive up to WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca for their cars and coffee. The first one, March sixteenth. And if you need to know some really cool roads,、uh, call me, and I'll tell you. How to get up there? There's、uh, so many great roads. I would recommend. Okay, write this down. Start on Highway 33 out of Ojai, cut over、uh, 166 to 33, and turn left at McKittrick and go up Highway 58. That section of Highway 58 it only lasts about 10 minutes, and it is the best section of road I've ever driven on in the world. It is so much fun. You you can go back and forth on it. In fact. It's so nice, and then you know that spits you out, and you can go up one hundred and one if you just want to get up there, or you can go up twenty five, which is you know you find out how much ranch land we have in California.、Uh, you can cut over at one ninety eight. You can cut over at G sixteen. So you take one hundred and one north, turn left at G sixteen, which spits you out in Carmel Valley, and go over the、uh, what's that grade, Laurelis grade, straight down into. Uh, Laguna Seca. So that's Laguna Seca Cars and Coffee coming up March 16th. You do not want to miss that. That will be a good time. What else do we have? Well, that's that's all we have for the immediate time. Oh, one more thing I want to point out, just because you might want to tell your friends who live in other parts of the country to fly in for this great the drag racing great Roland Long. That's spelled L-E-O-N-G. I've always pronounced it Long. I've spoken to him. I, he didn't correct me, so maybe that's the way you say it. It's、uh, he sadly passed away, and their celebration of life for Roland is March 21st at Lions Drag Strip Museum at、uh, 5:30 p.m. And they tell you on the invitation wear a Hawaiian shirt. So if you know some old-time drag racers who have been, you know, away from the sport for a while. Tell him to fly in for old Roland's、uh, celebration of life. He was a great guy. I always liked talking to him when I was covering drag racing. And、uh, the address of the Lions Drag Strip Museum, two seven nine zero East Dalamo Boulevard, Rancho Dominguez, California. It's sort of in between Compton, Long Beach area.、Uh, you can even take the Blue Line down there if you don't have a car. Ricardo, what do you think? It's right off the seven ten of the Delamo exit. It's just one block away from the freeway. It's very easy to access, and it's and it's a very they have done a wonderful job with that museum.、Um, 
And every space has a story that is related to the family. You know, it's a trucking company that, you know, it, it started a long, long time ago with drayage contracts at the Port of Long Beach. And uh, they've been very also instrumental in, in, in the drayage business for Southern California. Okay. Ricardo is also one of his many uh, uh, talents is in uh, heavy trucking, heavy duty trucking. So uh, he knows what he's talking about when he says that. And we know what we're talking about when we say we need donations to KPFK. Please, if you can, call during this hour so that the car show gets the credit or send in your money anytime you want because it all goes to KPFK, a good cause. You can make your donation by calling 818-985-5735 or 818-985-KPFK little easier to remember so if you're driving your car just remember 818-985-KPFK call that when you get home when you can safely make a call or if you're sitting at your computer look at kpfk.org and uh, Michelle remind us what we can do with our old cars speaking of fundraising yeah KPFK will accept donations of vehicles uh, so that's part of their program for keeping uh, everything going and keeping uh, all these great programs going on the air. So if you want to pick up the phone and call and tell them you have a car and they will arrange to have it donated in order to support the station. And what a good cause. Please, if you can, uh, 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK or go to KPFK org and make your donations it's your donations that keeps this radio station on the air we don't have giant corporate sponsorships we are not beholden to the man we give you the straight scoop so uh please make a donation call kpfk at 818-985-5735 and uh let's move on to the news section we have been hearing a lot about EV cars are slowing down. The sales of EVs are dying. Ricardo, you were just out at a very interesting event, uh, speaking of heavy-duty trucking, out in Ontario. Uh, what did you see out there, and uh, what was your impression of that vis-a-vis EV car sales slowing down? Well, it's a different topic a little bit because this has to do with heavy trucking and cleaning the environment, but it it's definitely was a landmark event. It's a project called Jetsy. It's the Joint Electric Truck Scaling Initiative, which it's a program that collaborated between the Port of Long Beach, AQMD, Edison, Moving California, Clean Transportation Funding, CARV, uh, the Mobile Source Air Pollution Reduction Review Committee, the California Energy Commission, all together pointing up about $27 million, mostly coming from the cap and trade uh, business. And all these came together to install probably the largest heavy-duty truck charging system in California. 38 chargers, all of them from provided from Electrify America. They're all worth 350 kilowatts to service 50 electric trucks that the company NFI has purchased and put to work already for the last about six months or so. Uh, this is, it's, it's a big, big commitment. It's the first fleet that has so many electric trucks dedicated to the drayage business. Because of traffic, they're managing about two daily trips a day. So that's not a lot of miles, but definitely it's planting the seeds of something that it's coming very, very soon. It's, it's quite interesting to see so many trucks together, to see all the chargers, and also the infrastructure that had to be put into place. This includes two huge, I'm not sure what the term is, because there are batteries. There are, there's, there, there are huge batteries to store the energy. Just in case of the grids going down, then you still need to have electricity to charge these vehicles. The company is also pretty much covering the whole roof to have something like seven megawatts of power connecting to that. So they have solar panels up on the roof? Uh, Yes. Is that what and, you said? Yeah. And also, but the, this is taking many years to be put it together. And it's quite interesting. The vehicles themselves, it's a combination of the Freightliner E Cascadia, which is based on the uh, Cascadia Daycap uh, 113, and also the Volvo VNR Electric. Both, they have different systems on how they power. The Freightliner uh, uses a motor uh, on top of the, one of the rear differentials. 
and the Volvo has an electric motor uh, which is just next to the transmission or behind the transmission. But regardless, this, this is a reality, something that it's happening. And it's interesting to see that, yeah, we are moving forward. And little by little, I think we're going to see more and more and more. Yes, Mark? Yeah, uh, it's uh, the, even in the uh, the big heavy-duty truck uh, sector, uh, it's going electric. Um, and, and yet we hear on uh, so many uh, reports from the media, I guess every every source of media except the car show has an ax to grind has an angle to take has something to say uh i just saw that uh, the biden administration is going to soften its uh pay the pace of its emission rules uh it's set to ease proposed yearly requirements through 2030. Uh, remember the biden administration had a sweeping plan to aggressively cut tailpipe emissions and ramp up ev sales but uh that is uh he just announced well, within the week that he was uh, going to slow that down. Rivian, the maker of the electric SUVs and the electric pickup truck and a few other electric vehicles based in Irvine down in Michelle's uh, neck of the woods there. Rivian has cut it, just announced that it's cutting its salaried workforce 10% and forecasting a flat 2024 production compared with last year. Uh, so Rivian is slowing down. Mercedes-Benz is toning down expectations on the EV demand and says it will update its combustion engine lineup well into the next decade. That's according to Automotive News. Volvo, which uh, had a 48% stake in Polestar electric cars, is cutting its stake uh, to uh, 18%. And that will be uh, that now will be the problem of the company that owns both of them, Geely, the Chinese manufacturer. Uh, they're, they're citing a slower-than-expected ramp-up and overall cooling of the EV demand. So I believe I saw that also in automotive news. Uh, and since uh, uh, since listing in the U.S. in 2022, Polestar has repeatedly tapped Geely and Volvo for funds. And Stellantis, the, uh, you know, the company that owns what used to be Chrysler and Jeep and Dodge and a whole bunch of other uh, manufacturers... Uh, Carlos Taveras uh, is the uh, head of that company, and he was sort of holding court in New York ahead of the New York Auto Show, and uh, he was enjoying light truck profits from, of course, Jeep and Dodge, which is just a money-making machine there. But uh, he is somewhat glad that he ha his company hasn't been drained by uh, what is being called ill-planned spending on electric vehicles. And uh, so Tavares estimates the ind industry has two to three years to bring the price of electric vehicles down to parity with internal combustion engine, engine cars, which I think is kind of optimistic. Uh, but at the same time, uh, there is a lot of evidence that uh, electric cars are still going up. Enios Automotive, remember the car that looks, they make the SUV that looks kind of like uh, the Land Rover. Uh, they just announced that they're going with a full electric uh, car uh, that's uh, going to uh, be out soon. And uh, Fiat, little Fiat, we remember that. You probably had one. You probably had an engine of a Fiat on your kitchen table at one time in many different parts. Ricardo and I <laughs> went out and saw the new Fiat. What did you think of the 500E, Ricardo? Well, when you mentioned the old Fiat, it was a 400 uh 49 cc and and it had a whopping 21 horsepower so yeah. but you know it was made for urban transportation it was after the war this the fiat cinquecento as they say i've sold millions of these of these cars so uh it was expected that the car is not going to go away it's such an iconic uh, so charismatic, so much history behind this car that, yeah, the next step will be to have an electric. And I was, I like what I saw, Mark. I mean, it does look like a Cinquecento. It still has the shape. Uh, it still has that charisma. And it's an evolution, just like, you know, a Porsche 911 seems like it will never change. This new Fiat 500e I see as an evolution. I like the interior. What did you think about the headlight treatment? I thought it was kind of cute. Uh, it lights up around uh, the outside of the headlight surround, kind of, and you know, it's and then it, and then the the running light underneath it is also the same sort of ellipsoid shape, and of course the front end has no 
real grill in the sense that an, an internal combustion car has a grill. So Ricardo and I both saw a reveal of this new 500D. It was for sale. At, at one point, you could get a lease for that thing for the previous model for $68 a month. And you almost had to take that, even if you didn't like cars at all, just because that was a good deal. The price of this kind of uh, knocked me back a bit. The uh, price for this 500E was, uh, it starts at $34,095. Uh, I don't know. Do you think that was high or low or was I high? What do you think, Ricardo? You mean on the pricing? It's hard to, you know, especially with all these compact cars. Today, the cars cost more and more and more. We cannot forget that the Fiat Cinquecento is something special. And I think you buy also into that sort of, it's not your, for everyone. There's a lot of style. The, the headlights treatment, to me, made it a very feminine vehicle. And I can see where the demographics for this vehicle will be mostly women uh, because it's just cute, because it's designed. And we also know they had the Gucci version and they're already collaborating with other fashion trendsetters. So I will imagine that for the United States, and it's what's happening in, in Europe, it's, 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 it's a car that a lot of women identify with because of the styling, the fashion. It's very maneuverable and it performs very, very, very well. Pricing, it's always, you know, if you want an Italian uh, car, it's going to cost a little bit more, but you're getting that extra thing. I like Tell, the, me, the, the, tell the, me about pricing on Italian cars. I've been spending most of my income on an <laughs> Italian car. So, yeah. I think maybe this slowdown in the electric vehicle segment in the United States, maybe that's a good thing because I always thought that if we would have started on a different path, perhaps the absorption would have been better. I'm very impressed by the latest BYD offering, which is the QI, because I think you pronounce it key, the key. That's the sports the, car? No, it's a four-door sedan, the size okay. of uh, sort of like a Civic Mazda 3. It's not a hatchback, it has a trunk, but fully electric, almost 200-mile range, $15,000. So it gives you the choice to, do you want to, electric or do you want a gas driven engine so by having the choice i think it opens the market to more people to think about it and think about you know maybe i should take that leap and and try to save the environment and not generate pollution and so forth but when you're paying a premium and then when you were glorifying the electric car what happened with the model s and followed by the model s was mercedes-benz and bmw and then we have uh, lucid you know, all these over $100,000 cars, then people feel like, oh, I cannot afford that. And, and they don't think back. So maybe they're slowing down and bringing more economical models like the, the Hyundai Kona Electric and the Fiat that are in the 30s. I still, I think it's a little bit high, but it's... And the Fiat, unfortunately, approach. because it's uh, made in Italy, obviously, it's an Italian car, it's uh, not eligible for the uh, $7,500 federal tax credit. It might be where, depending on where you're uh, listening, you might find your local government entity uh, allows some kind of uh, credit for an electric car, but the federal money does not is not available unless you lease it. Now, this is the That's silliest right. thing in the world. Uh, anybody who leases any electric car in the United States is eligible for $7,500 tax credit i don't know what i think of that maybe it's great maybe i guess it's great because it encourages people to get uh electric cars and if you're getting an electric car the chances of that changing you know in three years and there being a better model three years after you start your lease is, pre is pretty good now this 500d as ricardo and i found out goes 149 miles on a charge but uh, they say they said at this introduction that it will go 162 miles in the city they also threw out a statistic, which is one of my favorite statistics about electric vehicles. Every manufacturer has a different figure for how long the average person drives in a day. And they said, I think, 9.7 miles, which is the lowest I've ever heard. I, I think, I, I don't know, everybody goes more than 9.7 miles. Yeah, uh, I even think if, you, I, I, if you have a paper route, you go farther than that. So. Yeah, I think the average is more towards the 28 to 32, somewhere in there. Yeah, because you have to go, you know, buy the groceries and, and whatever else. But uh, but you get a free charger with the Fiat. It's included. That's right. Oh. That's right. You get the free charger and you get or you get a certain amount, a number of credits 
That's and correct. it was a, uh, as yet undetermined number of credits. A lot of companies will give you 500, uh, what, 500 miles? No, not 500 miles, 500 kilowatt hours. It's a good number. It's a big number. Uh, so, uh, they, but uh, Fiat has not said exactly uh, what their uh, figure is going to be. Uh, that was, uh, Michelle, just, uh, I know you're a woman and I know you don't speak for all women because we are all individuals. Did you have an opinion on the 500E? Have you had a chance to see it? I did see it. Yeah, I got pictures from you guys and uh, some other journalist friends. I thought it looked cute as hell. <laughs> and I would, yeah, I would definitely be interested in it. I think the wise move is to lease and uh, not just because of the credit, because of you just want to be have the, the option at the end. Do you want to just pay it out and buy it or give it back and try something else? Uh, in three years. I think that's really a wise way to, to do it. But yeah, I thought it was cute. Uh, and I, I think the range has really come up from the last time they tried uh, with a small EV. But also, uh, I think the, the approach from Fiat has been that based on what they think is the average commuting, they reduce the size of the battery to make the car not so heavy and give it a better performance, better dynamics when you drive it. Right. So, and, to, and to lower the cost. Right, right. Right. And yeah. I was thinking in terms of the Mini Cooper when they electrified that one. That was kind of, to me, a similar type of vehicle. And the range was 30 miles or something. Yeah. So I think this Fiat make, makes a good, they struck out good on this with, with that amount of range. And, wow. and I, I think the pricing is actually pretty good because, I mean, I was just reviewing a Mazda 3. Uh, I had that a couple of weeks ago, and, and, you know, the pricing on that's in the 30s. So uh, for an electric car, I think that Fiat's actually a pretty good deal. It and is. I was thinking, too, that maybe the market's easing. It's maybe not retracting. It's easing because people want to see what's next. Why should I jump in the market right now? There's all this great stuff that's in the pipeline. Um why not yeah. hold back a bit and see what's coming and then well, pull the trigger like next year? Yeah, speaking of what's coming, uh, there's a company called ReRev.com. That's spelled just like it sounds, ReRev.com. And they came up with a list of the most anticipated electric cars coming up in 2024. Take a guess what number one is. That's a, a good Tesla guess. Model. That's a good guess. Michelle? Mm, the Volkswagen ID Buzz? Exactly. Volkswagen oh, ID no Buzz way. by like a hundred times more. Now, what they did was they went and looked at the Google searches and they looked at search volume for electric cars coming in 2024. And uh, the figure that they put out here was uh, for the Volkswagen ID Buzz search volume of 507 million. And the next closest one is less than what one one hundredth of that? Uh, the Ford Explorer was uh, four million. Hyundai Kona, which uh, Ricardo drove recently and liked, I believe, uh, that was three million. Acura ZDX two million. Boy, that's something. The uh, coming in at uh, number ten was the uh, Rivian R1S, and in between that you had Polestar's and Porsche Macan, which is coming. A Volvo EX90. Volkswagen ID7, and I just today before coming here to the show, I was uh, driving a Volkswagen ID4. The that's uh, not facelifted, but it's got some new improvements in it. So there is still interest in that, and in fact, uh, in electric uh, vehicles. And in fact, CNN came out with a uh, a deal saying the last quarter of 2023 EV sales were up 40 percent from the same. Uh, quarter a year before and they, they cited cox automotive which you know delves through a whole bunch of data to come up with that figure uh, and in fact they said ev sales in the u.s hit a record last year topping one million for the first time and uh i mean that's that's good right Blo uh, bloomberg news energy finance uh, projected uh sales of 1.7 million for 2023 so like the uh and the, the total was 1.46 million. So uh, investors use that. Oh, it's, we're in a real problem. But uh, the the market uh, is going up. The trend line isn't slanting upward as sharply as many had predicted. So the industry is lowering future estimates, which CNN blamed, uh, at least in this story, on high prices. 
lack of uh, infrastructure for charging is one of the problems that they mentioned. And also confusion about that $7,500 federal federal tax tax um, uh, credit. Credit, yeah. Which is... <laughs> That's the goofiest thing I think I've well, ever they've, heard of. Well, they've changed the system so many times. You, know, you think you got it figured out, and then you go to the dealership, and they're, they're probably going to tell you, oh, no, no, it's not that anymore. It's this. Uh, so what, it is confusing. One thing that is not confusing at all is supporting KPFK, your favorite radio station, and the station you're listening to right now, the station you have followed on the car show for 51 years. That is really something. Anybody out there who has been listening for all 51 of those years, we salute you. And yeah. we ask you, yeah, Michelle raises her hand. <laughs> we ask you to call in to support KPFK and the car show. Please give us a call and make a donation, however large, however small. Why not just convert your entire will to KPFK in the name of the car show? Please call 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK, or you can dial in at kpfk.org. Right there at the top is a big fat donate button, and we'll even take your used car, truck, or RV, and you can donate that. You can get that flaming heap. It's in a tarp. You're never going to get that thing running. Just donate it to KPFK, or if you don't have a flaming heap in your driveway, I have one, and I might donate that thing. Uh, you can call in 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK, or on the internet, kpfk.org. Now, uh, speaking of cars, uh, both Ricardo and I, I guess we saw the Sony Honda uh, Afila preview uh, in Century City, right, Ricardo? That's right, yep. Yeah, so we both went there and we got kind of a walk around on that. Uh, what did you think, Ricardo? Of that, uh, that's that. It's a, it's a, it's a half Honda, half Sony. What does it mean? <laughs> what is well, it? <laughs> it? You know, this this was announced in 2022 about this collaboration between Sony and Honda, a project that definitely everybody wants it to make sure that it's called the Sony Honda Mobility Concept, right? Um, so no one wants to take uh, 100% ownership of it. But definitely what I see is, and I don't know what presentation you, you had, but the presentation that I had, it was interesting because everything was focused on the entertainment. And on that side, I have to say, definitely, it's an in, a total immersion uh, of the technology that is in front of you. It's basically you have these huge dash in front of you that it is a computer is a touch touch uh touch it's screen an, it's an infotainment extravaganza across there the dash from yes. a pillar to a pillar it's crazy that's right. man that's right and 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 as as as, as impressive as it is because it is impressive uh i still think that the only way that i would be interested is if that was a self-driving vehicle because otherwise it will be totally totally uh not confusing, but uh, yeah, it'd be well. That, that's the whole thing about this car. The impression that I got because uh, the the nice young man who gave me the spiel, he was very good at giving the spiel, and he had obviously done it about eleven thousand times before he gave <laughs> me mine. So I just kept the uh, recorder running and didn't ask too many questions. But the the impression that I got, he's showing me, oh, you can play, you can take out your PlayStation, you can play a video game on this screen that you're looking at that's right in front of you. And it is all predicated on there being le at least level three uh, autonomy. And that, as we know, it's out in very limited terms. Mercedes uh, has one in a couple, you know, very specific freeways in Los Angeles and uh, a couple other places. And uh, I believe who uh, some, some other car maker has it. Uh, and so it's in, a very, in its infancy here. Now, they're saying that this Afila will be on the market in 2026. They point out, well, you can... You can make an order in 2025 for 2026 delivery. I thought that was kind of funny. I think that I don't want to say the thing is optimistic. I don't want to, you don't want to discourage people who are, you know, moving ahead. But I think having level three in enough of the world to, to where something like this Sony Honda Afila will actually work, I think that 
that might be optimistic. But we did see a lot, didn't we, Ricardo? I thought I was yeah, impressed. It, I was it, impressed it with is. the screen and the front the front of the car on the front grill. When you come up to it, it said, "Hi, Mark." <laughs> that was neat. <laughs> yes. I, again, it's a, it's all about technology. I remember that it will open the doors by itself. You know, it just it recognizes all the time. Uh, it's you can customize and and also you're not you not only you are going to have fun at the front, but the people in the back seats have their own screens and they can individually watch a movie or play a game. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of technology. I mean, voice recognition is taking it to the next step. Microsoft is working with them. Qualcomm Technologies is working with them. So what I see is this all this technology inside this cab. Now, I was trying to figure out where is the Honda part. I mean, I know that it's a you know it has it's a two electric motor, 100 uh, kilowatt, 180 kilowatt each motor, one in the front, one in the back, so it make it all wheel drive. Um, nobody really tells me what the range is, but I can assume that it'll be compatible. Uh, it will use the lithium ion battery that is 91 kilowatts. Uh, it will. You will need a 150 kilowatt charger to to charge this vehicle. Uh, so there's a, still a lot of questions. As you said, I, I was told it will start taking orders in 2025. I think it's a little bit too early. And I I ask a couple of questions regarding what has been the feedback since this vehicle has been here a couple of days, and they told me very very mixed. And I would say yes. Because, they said mixed. They admitted that some people didn't like it. Uh, well, That's it's not that they don't like it. It's just it's just like myself. I'm looking at all these. Yes, it's great. All these technologies, but realistically, can I drive this? I'm not yeah. sure. It's, it's not. It's not ready to be driven. And um, I gotta say that outside of that thing is just so bland. I I well, I they just, wanted they wanted that. They wanted something that it would it's be ultra bland. bland, and they painted it gray. As if the, its blandness wasn't enough, they made the blandness even more bland by painting it gray. And the interior is very minimalistic and totally white. Uh, you know, so, Michelle. My question was, did you uh, turn on the car by saying, hey, car, turn on or start or something no, like that? No, we weren't. We, it was sitting in a showroom at, oh. and, in the Century City Mall. It's there right now. As far as I know, you can go to the Century City Mall right next to the Tesla dealership, ironically. Hmm. Uh, and Well, they don't call them dealerships. They, I don't know, immersive showrooms, something or other. And uh, yeah. And you can go have a look at it yourself and you can get the same spiel that Ricardo and I got. And there's right. one up in the Bay Area doing the same. And I believe they're going to uh, roll this out across the country, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, that was that was really I don't know. I don't know what to make of that thing. Uh, I don't think it's going to be ready by 2026. I would love it to be. I would love it to be styled a little better and available in something other than gray, which I'm sure it will be. But, uh, you know, the styling, I think they're really happy with that. I think when you need when you're talking about a concept and you want to get feedback, uh, you have to be a lot more extravagant to get the attention. It is yeah. a concept after all. So, and if you're going to showcase all the technology, I will want to see visually something that tells me I am full of technology. Get inside this right. car, which this car, uh -huh. you know, it is pretty it mellow did. in terms of design. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't help that it has uh, the the those sensors on top of the uh, the cab in front, you know, right in front of that the was, windshield. That was quite <laughs> subdued because usually the sensors that you see on like the Waymo cars or the Cruise or uh, any other uh, sort of semi -autonom well autonomous cars, mm -hmm. those are much more pronounced. This one is actually it was the lidar sensor above the uh, right. windshield was actually quite subdued. I thought, but I think design wise, it could be shown in a different way again i'm not complaining it's definitely a, a technology showcase so from that point of view i think it's great the styling of the car itself i'm not sure is very plain jane i will say nothing that they get excited about and i think they need that to get more feedback from people yeah yeah so i don't know uh we got a couple other cars to talk about michelle you ready for your volvos uh, yeah. Should we? Yep. You are. Well, I I did one Volvo last week. One Volvo. Good. Good. And this week I have the 2024 Volvo V90 Cross Country. Okay. You guys want to hear about that one? I'm ready. I'm girding my loins. My loins are girded. Well, yeah, because you must be a station wagon guy. <laughs> I I'm not against them. 
Well, yeah, I like them. I think they're cool. And so this V90 cross country is Volvo's uh, station wagon entry, or some people call it a shooting break in yes. across the pond. And so this one is built in Sweden, of course. It's a Volvo. It's beautiful with a white and gray in the entire interior with premium leather. It's Napa leather. It's real wood. It's real metals. Everything feels luxury inside. And then uh, the model I had came with the usual Orifers crystal shift knob. Uh, it's a luxury uh, uh, shooting brake or station wagon. Uh, and its competitors are the Mercedes E-Class uh, e wagon and the Audi A6. Um, so they're competing against the Germans, I guess, in this, this uh, segment. Uh, but this thing is super comfortable. Loved it. Uh, it's got so much room. You just can't go wrong with if you wanted to pack up a family and put all your stuff in the rear and take off. The design, sure. the exterior design, I think is very, very well done. It's a, an excellent combination of elegance, but it still has a, this, this posture of, you know, hey, I'm capable of going off-road. You know, the, 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 it's a little bit of upper fenders, a little wider tires, um, a, a very short belt line. Very well done. I think it's one of the best looking, you know, station wagons, if you will. Is it uh, kind of like the like the Audi Allroad? Would you say the old Audi? Uh, no, I like it that? better. I, this is more elegant. It, it it's very very clever what they have done exactly uh, with the window space. Yeah, and and it does have an off road mode. So really, yeah, you can but go. It doesn't, have, it doesn't have all terrain tires, so it encourages you to go off road, pop your tires, and crawl back on your hands and knees. Uh, hoping you don't dehydrate before you hit the main highway. Mm -hmm. However, it does come with a spare tire. <laughs> oh, well oh, then. Wow. And a jack. I looked. All right. Oh. Yes. A full-size spare? Yes. Full-size. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right under there, underneath the cargo space. Uh, and, of course, you can't go wrong with your safety ratings. All right. So you want to try to flip it over when you're off-roading? Nice try. It'll keep your whole family safe. <laughs> uh, it is beautiful, and I think that is the advantage that it has over uh, the what, others in the segment. It's, what are the pricing? What, what are the pri uh, what's the price are we talking about? Starts yeah. at sixty four thousand uh, as tested. The one I had was seventy three. Okay, yeah, yeah, that always goes up. Um, and I had the ultimate version. Okay, and uh, is it on sale now? It is. You can get Dude. it. It's a 2024 model, and it is ready to roll. Do you recommend this? Does this get the Michelle Spencer two thumbs up? It's uh, Well, for the Michelle Spencer, uh, it's not a sports car. Okay. <laughs> but right. if, when I was a family lady they, and I yes. had have a, a kiddo <laughs> around. <laughs> Go ahead, Ricardo. Yes. <laughs> do they have a hybrid version on this model? I don't think they do. Do they have a hybrid? I think it. No, I don't think they have the hybrid. On I know this. the XC90 has a hybrid, right? But yeah. not the V90, the station wagon. No, just uh, your regular, okay. uh, uh, you know, combustion engine. But Internal yeah, combustion. I love it. And if I had a family, uh, I and and a couple dogs, and wanted to take road trips, which I did as uh, when I was a young mom, uh, yeah, I would recommend it heartily. If you have $73,000. Yes. If you have a lot more than that, I got to drive last week the... <laughs> now, this goes against everything we've been talking about. You know, we had practical cars. We had environmentally friendly electric cars. On the other end of the spectrum, I drove the McLaren 750S out in Las Vegas at Las Vegas Motor Speedway on the infield road course there. And OMG, I can tell you, this car was uh, every bit as fast and as cool and as responsive as its looks make you think it is. The 750S. Uh, have you guys driven any McLarens? Have I asked you this? Uh, I have. I have. I, yeah. I and, haven't driven and, the 7. I drove the 720. Yeah. Uh, so the 720 is is what this was based on. So this is an improvement of the 720. 720 came out in 2017. And now they've taken that and they've added 30 horsepower, I think 22 pound-feet of torque, 
They've got a new front uh, aerodynamics. They've got a bigger wing on the back. In fact, almost everything on it is changed except the doors, the glass, and the roof. Everything else is all new. Boy, that was uh, that was thrilling. I tell you, I have to say that McLaren, I think, is definitely an engineering company, of course, and I think their demographics. It's also that engineering mind. Uh, I, it's very interesting to me when we talk about these sort of exotic cars, right? That there are, you know, you have Ferrari, you have Lamborghini. Um, you, and obviously you have the the McLaren, uh, but there's such a different personalities, you know, who drives these cars. And and on on the McLarens, I notice there's a lot of thought behind everything, and every, everything has to be done to maximize the performance. I mean, you don't want to switch that it weighs too much. The door handles need to be shaped in a way that they don't obstruct with the airflow. <laughs> Completely different Lamborghini, right? <laughs> so so I, yeah. I think it's very, very nice. And they drive wonderful. Okay, mine stickered for 421400 but you can get into one for just <laughs> over 331 I think. Hey, these numbers are almost... Ouch. <laughs> yeah, it almost doesn't matter. Uh, but if you have that much money, please donate it to KPFK because this is the last show that we have in the current fund drive. All we ask you to do is to call 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK or click on your computer at kpfk.org. It is so simple. Click on the donate button, and they even have suggested amounts there. I think one of the amounts should be a million bucks. One million dollars. Please donate that. I mean, you're out shopping for McLarens right now. What? What's another hundred grand, two hundred grand to donate to the car show, KPFK? That's all we ask is a hundred grand, or a hundred, or one, ten. <laughs> one ten, ten dollars, anything, whatever you have, whatever you're capable of giving. Please give till it hurts or just give till it feels good at 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK, or go to kpfk.org and give it, give, it all, give it your all. We would really appreciate it. Stick around for Bill Gardner who is doing the next show, Rhapsody in Black, music you didn't know you loved, and believe me, you will love it. Bill is a great guy. He's been around forever, and we love his show. Stick around, and please donate to KPFK, and we'll see you next week here on The Car Show. First time I heard KPFK, it was in the wee wee hours, maybe 2 a.m. Roy of Hollywood was on, right? And he was playing Alan Watts. And it was so surreal. I was like, what is this? What is this? What kind of radio is this? You know, I mean, it just blew my mind. And I got hooked right away. KPFK. Coming up this week on L.A. Theatre Works. A family scientific legacy is put in jeopardy when their daughter confronts their controversial theories. Dad actually said that if our theories need to be re-examined in light of new evidence or no evidence, then they should be. Deidre Henry and Judianne Elder star in Relativity by Cassandra Medley. Next time on L.A. Theatre Works. That's this Sunday evening from 10 p.m. until midnight. L.A. Theatre Works, right here on KPFK. It's leap year, and following this first fun drive of the year, KPFK is making a great leap. We're relocating our operations temporarily from our historic North Hollywood home to a spot in Glendale, about seven miles east. KPFK was launched in 1959 with the great leap of faith that listeners would sustain its operations with their donations. And as we make the figurative leap across the Hollywood Hills and the L.A. River, your continued donations will assist us in making what we hope will be a soft landing. 
Our drive continues until March 8th, and with the extra day in February, you have expanded opportunities to show your support by donating online at kpfk.org or by calling in your donation at 818-985-5735 and pressing option 2. or whatever amount fits your budget affirms your faith in the station that brings you information not easily found elsewhere and that helps your understanding of the issues of the day. Thanks for your support as you listen before you leap to KPFK 